I'm Michelle Jr. and you're listening to episode two of Coffee with Michelle. but the different types of prayers that we pray. It's been said that prayer is having a conversation with God. And I have to partially disagree with that because a conversation is a two-way street. It involves talking and listening. It's a dialogue. So praying is the talking part of our conversation with God. And reading and studying his word is the listening part. Because God's primary way of talking to us today is through his word. So today we're going to focus on talking, the talking part of our conversation with God, and that is prayer. My earliest memory of what I thought was prayer was memorizing and rehearsing the Lord's prayer in Matthew six nineteen through 13, before I went to bed. And it goes like this, our father, which art in heaven hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now I didn't grow up in church. But during my summer vacations, when I'd go to visit my father, I had an aunt there that was adamant in teaching my brother Junior and I how to pray and teaching us this specific prayer. So she gave us this verse printed on a card and we would read it over and over together through the summer until we had it memorized and we could rehearse it on our own. The problem was I had no idea what I was saying what the words meant, why I was saying them, and most importantly, I didn't know who I was talking to. Now, my aunt didn't mean any harm by it. She just was simply teaching us what she had been taught as a little girl. But I do vividly remember the first time I prayed, though I didn't know I was praying. I was 12 years old. I was in a very dark place, literally, and no one knew where I was. I was trapped and afraid that I wouldn't be found. But I remembered someone saying to me, you can always talk to God, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, he will hear you. Up to that point, I never thought about talking to God. I didn't know who God was, but somehow I knew that in that moment, he could hear my voice. It had, it was going on three days and I had been without food or water. So I prayed, God, please help me. If no one finds me here, I'm going to die. 
that night God came through. Not like I expected, but nevertheless, he answered my prayer. Years went by, and I don't recall praying again, but my next encounter with prayer was when I turned 15. I was living in a foster home, and I share more about that in detail in the first episode of this podcast when I shared my testimony with you. My foster mom was a Christian, and my bedroom was situated across the hall from hers. So if her door was open, I could see her bedroom from mine. And at night, she would go into her room. She'd get on her knees next to her bed, and she would pray. And at night, I would go in my room, and I'd turn off the lights in my room, and I would leave my door open just a little bit. I'd just crack it open so I could see her and maybe hear what she was saying. But she was so quiet, I couldn't hear. One morning, I boldly asked her, What are you praying? Well, she said, I pray for my health, my job, my friends, my family. I thank God for what he's done. I thank him for my kids. I pray for my kids. I pray for the leaders of our country. And I'm praying for you, Michelle. Mind you, this was totally foreign to me. My concept of prayer was still reciting the Lord's Prayer, though I still had no idea what that meant. But talking to God about myself and about other people was so strange. The thought of that was just strange. Like, can we do that? Is that allowed? (laughs) Can we talk to God about stuff that we're going through? Is that in the Bible? Like what? And how do we do? What is that? How does he hear us? Is he listening? I had no idea of the wealth of peace, of victory, of comfort, of wisdom and understanding until God got a hold of my heart shortly thereafter. And then, and then prayer became an integral part of my life. I learned that prayer is like a key that unlocks the resources of heaven that only God is able to provide. Prayer is an intimacy that is unmatched by anything that this world can offer. Prayer The talking part of our conversation with God is something God intended for us since the beginning of time, since he walked in the garden with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day. Prayer. So let's talk about the different types of prayers that we pray. Luke 11, 1 says, Now it came to pass as he, Jesus, was praying in a certain place when he ceased or when he stopped that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Little did his disciples know that Jesus, as they knew him then, would soon be gone and prayer, talking to God and now to Jesus because he and the Father are one, prayer would soon be more important to them than anything else. And we see this in the book of Acts as God begins to build his church. It all started with the disciples gathering in the upper room for prayer. 
So I put together a list of seven types of prayers that we pray. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. And they have and these in these prayers, they have a tendency to overlap with one another, which is what should happen when we pray. So the first type of prayer that we pray is a prayer of surrender and repentance. This is where prayer begins. If you don't know God and you haven't surrendered your life to him, there's no talking to him and assuming that he hears you. The psalmist David wrote in Psalm 66, 18 through 20, if I regard or I see upon inspection iniquity or sin in my heart, the Lord will not hear. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, who has not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. Imagine your prayers being turned away by God. Nobody wants to think this is possible. This is not something we like to talk about. We want to think that God hears all of our prayers, but in reality, he doesn't. And as a Christian, and especially as a pastor's wife, I'm responsible to teach the whole counsel of God, all of God's word, not just parts that I like or that feel good to me. These kinds of verses hurt my heart to share, but I'm also very aware that God is holy when we choose to live in disobedience and live a life that is contrary to his word. The Lord does not hear. We build this wall between our prayers and God. John 931 says, now we know that God does not hear sinners, someone who continually sins without repentance. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. So yes, we're all sinners, but if we continue to walk in sin, we deceive ourselves into thinking that God hears us when his word clearly says that he doesn't. I have a friend that shared with me a couple years ago that she was driving in her car listening to the Christian radio. And this was before she was a Christian. <laughs> and the pastor on the radio shared that if you're living in sin and you think that God hears your prayers, he doesn't. Well, my friend at that time was not living right and she knew it. She had been drinking and using drugs and she just made a mess of her life. But what bothered her most was if this was true, if this was true, what this pastor was saying, God was not hearing her prayers, that God was not hearing the prayers that she was praying for her children. She loved her children and she could not imagine her prayers for them being turned away by God because of her sin. Who else was praying for her kids? She couldn't even fathom that. So immediately she pulled over her car. And in that moment, she prayed this prayer of surrender and gave her life to Christ. She repented from what she had just gotten involved to in. And she just made a mess of things. But she asked God to help her. And since that day, God helped her and she never turned back. 
And now she has this confidence that God is hearing her prayer. The second kind of prayer is a prayer of confession and repentance. It's like the first, but it's for the believer, the one who has already surrendered their life to God, but has sinned and messed up and knows I need forgiveness. First John 1 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this confession, God, I'm sorry I did this. I messed up. Please help me to make this right. I don't want to do it again. So you make a 180 and you continue to walk towards him. You don't look back. The next type of prayer is probably the the prayers that we're most familiar with, and that is the prayer of petition, sometimes called supplication. When we simply ask God or request from God the things that we need, whether physical or spiritual, Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Petitions. And that's what we spend most of our time doing, I think, at least for me, calling out to God, this is what I need. This is what I'm going through. God, provide for this. Lord, we need that. And God, you know, this thing that we, and so petition is a a prayers that we're very familiar with. The fourth is the prayers of Thanksgiving, thanking God for all that he's done and all that he continues to do. Psalm 100 says, is a psalm of thanksgiving. He says, make a joyful shout to the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. And it is he who has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name for the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Being thankful. Thank you, God. Thank you. As the psalmist said, thank you for making us. Thank you for being our shepherd. The fifth is intercessory prayer, praying for the needs of others calling out to God on behalf of someone else, standing in the gap between their need and God and pleading their case before the Father. Do people ask you to pray for them? If so, what you're doing is interceding for them, interceding on their behalf, praying on their behalf. And who knows? It may be your prayer that God answers for them. So never take interceding for another lightly. In fact, 1 Samuel chapter 12, 23 says, Moreover, as for me, far be it from me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Intercessory prayer is vital to our prayer life. The sixth type of prayer is the prayer of lament. Prayers of deep mourning, of grief and pain, sorrow upon sorrows. Often these prayers have no words that feel sufficient for how we feel. And the Apostle Paul says in Romans eight twenty six through 27, he says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps 
in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray as we ought to, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Here we have the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalf when we have no words, when tragedy has taken our very breath away and all we can manage to say or do is weep. The word lament literally means to wail. Have you ever heard the sound of a mom who's lost her child? The cry of a woman who's lost her closest friend. Only God can bring comfort and solace to her needs. On August 12th, 1996, it was about 4 p.m., I received a phone call from my mom. She called to tell me about um, some toys that she had bought for the kids and that she was sending through the mail. And as she was sharing with me, I could hear my brother's voice in the background. And I said, Mom, is that Junior? And she said, yeah, do you want to talk to him? And I said, yeah, put him on the phone. So he started telling me about the car that he bought and that he was so proud and that he's going to go pick up some friends and they were going to go swimming. And and he was anxious to get out the door. So he said, I love you, sister. I got to go. I said, I love you too, Junior. I'll see you soon. And I hung up the phone. A few hours later, my phone rang again. I picked up the receiver, and and this was before cell phones or caller ID. I heard my name, Michelle, and then a long pause. I recognized the voice. It was my mom. I said, Mom, are you okay? I could hear her weeping. So I waited, and I waited. And then she said, Junior is dead. In that moment, I had no words. No words felt sufficient to express the pain that I had felt within. And naturally, my spirit and my body just began to weep. The next thing I recall was my husband holding me close and whispering in my ear and interceding on my behalf. He said, God, help, help my wife. She needs you. Shortly after my brother, Junior, died, I lost my pastor to a brain tumor. Our entire church went into mourning. It was devastating. Again, I had no words. When my neighbor's husband was shot right outside of our door at 3 a.m. in the morning, Keith and I ran downstairs. We put our hands on him and we began to plead for his life as we waited for the ambulance, the screams and the wailing of his young wife and her babies were almost unbearable. When he was pronounced dead, All we could do was weep. When my sister gave birth to her eighth child 
and left the baby at the hospital with a note attached to her blanket that stated, Please give this baby to my sister and to her husband, Keith and Michelle Jr. And when we were notified through the mail, I sat at my desk and cried, God help me. I don't know if I could do this anymore. When our oldest adopted son was sentenced to 10 years in prison, as they escorted him from the courtroom with his hands and feet shackled together. All I could pray was help me, Jesus. Many nights, tears stream down the sides of my face and my eyes are turned towards heaven. I have the same prayer, God help me. I need your strength. This hurts so bad. But I'm going to trust you when you said in your word, weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. The seventh type of prayer that we pray are prayers of worship, adoration, and praise. These are prayers acknowledging who God is. He is our creator. He is holy. He is just. He is all-knowing and sovereign. Nothing comes into my life without being filtered through his loving hands. Even the things that bring me such grief and pain, even those things, he's working together for good somehow. So unlike the prayers of thanksgiving that focus on what God has done, prayers of worship, adoration, and praise focus on who God is, who he is, Though we may not understand this side of heaven, why things happen the way that they do, I'm learning to trust that God has a sovereign plan because he alone is in control. Prayer, the talking part of our conversation with God, is vital to the Christian walk. And learning how to pray the different types of prayers is just as important. We want to have a good balance of prayers in our life. I know for me, if I'm not careful, I have a tendency to lean really heavy on the petitions, my own needs, and I neglect interceding for those that have needs around me, or I neglect praising God for who he is and thanking him for what he's done and what he's doing in my life today. He has blessed me with so much. If I'm not careful, my focus is on me. God, help me to get my mind and my eyes off of me and onto you, Lord. Yes, I need to pray and I need to petition you for the things that I need, but I also need to pray for the needs of others and those around me and thank you and worship you, Lord. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Pay attention to your prayers this week, and let's ask God to help us cultivate a deeper, more intimate prayer life with Him. Prayer is a privilege that we should never take for granted. It's the exclusive right that we have to come into God's presence because we've surrendered our life to Jesus. 
So thank you for listening today. And I pray that your heart was encouraged and challenged to get closer to God, to get closer to Jesus through prayer. If you learned something today from this podcast or were encouraged, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with your friends. That would encourage my heart. So in closing, let's pray. Father, thank you for being such a good and holy and sovereign God. Thank you, Lord, for loving us like you do. Thank you, God, for sending your son to die on the cross for our sin, Lord. I don't ever want to take that for granted because of what you've done. I'm able to live the life that I live, and I'm just so grateful, God. Thank you for the peace and the joy that you've given me this day. And Lord, even for the things in our lives that we don't understand, the things that cause us grief and pain, we may never know. But Lord, thank you how you're using those things to make us more like your son. I pray, Lord, that we would not become bitter because of them. Help us, Father, that you would would help us to allow you to refine us in areas, God, where we need to be refined. Grow us, Lord, where we, we we need maturity. And God, Lord, when we're weak, make us strong, Lord. Where we lack wisdom, give us wisdom and discernment, Father. If there are any listening that need physical healing, God, I pray that you would bring healing today. And Lord, and focus, God, help us, Lord, to get our eyes off the things of this world and to sit our minds and our eyes on you, Lord, where they belong. We love you. I don't want to ever take my relationship with you for granted. So Father, help me, Lord, to draw closer to you. Your word says that if we draw near to you, that you're going to draw near to us. And that's a promise. Thank you, God. We love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.